It's story time by our favorite English author, Annette Blyton. Happy Day series. You're a nuisance, Mr. Metal. Chapter two. Mr. Metal in a fix. Mr. Metal arrived at his aunt Jemima's, hoping she would let him stay for a day or two. He had spent all his money, and he thought it would be such a good idea if he could live with his aunt for a little while. Good gracious! So you've turned up again," said Aunt Jemima in disgust as Miss as Meadow came walking in at the door. Talk about a bad penny! I don't know what you mean, Aunt," said Meadow, surprised. "I've come to see if I can be any help to you. You can stay and have lunch with me if you go and fetch some parcels and packages I've left at the shops," said Aunt Jemima. But you will leave immediately after dinner, Meadow. No staying on for weeks as you did last time. Are there many parcels? Asked Meadow. He didn't like carrying a heavy load. Plenty," said Aunt Jemima. "There's a chair that's been mended, and a bag of carrots, and the kitchen clock, and a whole pile of smaller ones too. I went to fetch them yesterday, but my little car broke down, and I had to leave it at the garage to be seen to." Is it mended yet? Asked Meadow hopefully. It may be, said his aunt. You can call in and see if you like, and run it home for me. But don't knock too many lamp posts down on the way. They are expensive things to pay for, unless of course you are feeling rather rich, Meadow, and don't mind. I'm not feeling rich at all," said Meadow, thinking of his empty pockets. "Not in the least. I'll fetch your little car and all your parcels, Aunt, and I'll be back again in a jiffy. I know your jiffies," said his aunt. "More like five or six hours. Well, I shan't wait for lunch. Just hurry up. Here's the list of shops I've left my parcels at, and if they want you to pay for them." Give them the money, and I'll pay you when you come back. Meadow walked off. Pay for her parcels? I should think not," he said to himself. "For one thing, I can't, and for another thing, if I did do such a silly thing, Aunt Jemima wouldn't pay me back. She'd say I owed her money anyway, which I suppose I do." He went to the garage first. Ah, his aunt's car was ready to go. Good. Meadow rather fancied himself driving a car, and he got into the driving seat at once. Off he went at top speed, nearly taking a petrol pump with him. He came to the chair mender's and collected the chair, all neatly wrapped up in sacking. The man didn't ask for payment, so that was lucky. Meadow put the chair in the back of the car. Then he drove to the greengrocer's and got the bag of carrots. Fifty pence, please," said the man when he had put the carrots in at the back. "Certainly," said Meadow. "Send the bill in to my aunt." And he drove off before the man could take the carrots back again. He got the kitchen clock too, done up nicely in a cardboard box, marked this way up. Not that Meadow took any notice of that at all. The clock had to stand on its head on the back seat. It didn't like it at all and began to strike very loudly indeed. All right, all right. Don't keep telling me you are mended," said Meadow. "Be quiet." The smaller parcels had been left at the grocer's. They were a great many. "I'll just take them out to my car now," said Meadow grandly. "Certainly. That will be one pound and thirty-four pence, please," said the shopwoman politely. 
Send in the bill," said Metal, picking up the parcel. "Your aunt Jemima always pays when she takes the things," said the shopwoman firmly. "I'd like the money, please." Aunt Jemima will send it," said Metal, just as firmly taking a step towards the door. "Put those parcels down," said the woman suddenly, angry. "No money, no parcels." Metal felt annoyed. Was he going to lose his nice lunch at his aunt's because of this exasperating woman? He really didn't know what to do. Then the telephone bell rang, and the woman hurried to the back of the shop to answer it. I'll be back in a moment," she called to Metal. "Ah," thought Metal. "Now's my chance. I'll slip the I'll slip these things straight out to the car and be off before she has finished telephoning." He rushed out of the shop with the parcels swinging all round him. He ran to one of the cars outside, wrenched open the door, and flung the parcels onto the back seat, hoping there would be room for them. He slammed the door. And started up the engine. There was no sign of the shop woman. Good, he would race off home straight away. Off he went. He turned the corner and set back in glee. Good, he had all the parcels safely. He hadn't had to pay for any, and he had got Aunt Jemima's car back for her. She ought to be so pleased with him that she would let him stay at least a day or two, not just for lunch only. Toot toot and parp parp said a car loudly behind him. Meadow looked back. He caught sight of an extremely angry face, a very fierce face indeed. What's the matter with him? Thought Meadow. Alarm! What's he hooting at me for? I haven't broken any road rules. Toot toot, parp parp went the car, trying to catch up Meadow. Meadow decided to go faster. He didn't like the look of the man in the car at all. He might be a robber of some sort. This that this was a very lonely road he was on. Suppose the man got in front of him and forced him into the hedge. He would be able to rob Meadow of all the parcels he had so carefully fetched. So he went faster than ever, and the hedge spun past quickly. That it seemed just a green line and nothing more. The car rocked about dangerously, and still from behind came that angry, insistent hooting. Meadow was sure that the man at the wheel was shaking his fist at him, either a robber or quite mad. Thought Meadow, bouncing so hard in a rut that he almost fell off his seat. Well, well, I must say that my aunt's car is a very good one, much faster than I expected. Thank goodness it is faster than the robbers behind. Meadow shook off the man at last, tore down a side street, and came to a stop outside his aunt's house. No sign of that man. Thank goodness. He pulled out all the parcels and staggered into the house with them. I'm back, aunt, he said, and here are all your parcels. Haven't I been quick? I got your car too. Well, that's splendid," said his aunt, pleased. "Undo the chair, will you? We need another, and put the kitchen clock on the mantelpiece. And you might get a few carrots out of the sack, and I'll cook them for our lunch." Meadow began undoing the big parcels. Where was the mended chair? Funny, he couldn't seem to see it. Meadow undid a large parcel, and to his astonishment, out came a wash tub. 
he hadn't remembered collecting a wash tub. Where did that come from? said his aunt in surprise. I never bought a wash tub. And where is that mended chair? And do get the clock out, Meadow. I want to know the time. You'll soon know it, said Meadow, unpacking at top speed. It stood on the back seat and struck without stopping when I put it there. He unpacked a parrot cage and a lampshade, an electric iron, and a dog basket. Aunt Jemima stared at everything in amazement. Where did you get these? Where's my chair and clock and carrots? she asked. I can't imagine, said Meadow in a panic. The carrots were in a bag and the clock struck, so I know it was there and the legs of the chair stuck out, so I'm sure I fetched that. Oh, Aunt, there's been some very strange magic at work here. Is there anything left in the car? asked his aunt. Meadow was just going to say no when there came a knock at the door. Meadow went to answer it. Mr. Plod, the policeman, stood there. Little question of that car outside, said Mr. Plod. It's been reported to me as stolen. Do you know how it got there? Meadow stared at the car he had left outside. That's Aunt Jemima's car, he said. Don't be silly, policeman. Ho, oh, we'll soon see who's silly, said Mr. Plod. See that car's number? Well, it's the same one as the one that belongs to Mr. Grimm, and it was stolen this morning, see? Meadow didn't see. He called loudly to his aunt. Aunt Jemima, do come, please, and tell the policeman this is your car. He says it's been stolen. Aunt Jemima came rushing out. She stared at the car, and then she stared at Meadow. Where's my car? she cried. What have you done with it? That's not my car. Just what I said, madam, said Mr. Plod. This is one that's been stolen. And what's more, madam, there were a whole lot of valuable in things in it too. An electric iron, a dog basket, a wash tub, a parrot cage, a lampshade, went on Aunt Jemima glaring at poor Metal. Explain this, Metal, and tell me exactly where my things are, especially the kitchen clock. Well, Metal couldn't explain. He couldn't, for the life of him, think what had happened. Surely it was a bad dream. When this fellow came running out of the grocer's with a lot of parcels, what did he do but jump into Mr. Grimm's empty car standing by the curb with a whole lot of others, said Mr. Plod, and away he went at 60 miles an hour, and Mr. Grimm jumped into his brother's car and chased him, but he got away. Metal, said his aunt, amazed and shocked. Is this the way you behave nowadays? No, said Meadow desperately. I suppose I, uh, well, I just got into the wrong car, Aunt Jemima. Officer, said Aunt Jemima, turning to the solemn policeman. Give my apologies to Mr. Grimm. Ask him to come here and collect his car and his belongings and beg him please to stay and have lunch with me so that my nephew can explain his extraordinary behavior. Very good, madam, said Mr. Plod with a grin, and went away he went. Go and wash your hands for lunch, said Aunt Jemima to Meadow. I've no doubt Mr. Grimm will soon be along. 
Meadow went into the kitchen. A delicious smell of stew came from there, and on the stove he could see some kind of pudding bubbling away. Meadow didn't wash his hands. He tiptoed through the kitchen and through the scullery, out of the back door and down the garden, and then he jumped over the wall at the bottom. It was a terrible pity, but he really felt he couldn't stay for lunch if Mr. Grimm was coming. He went down the lane, hoping he wouldn't meet anyone. He doesn't know who's coming round the corner on his way to have lunch with Aunt Jemima, pleased to have been invited. It's Mr. Grimm, hurrying, hurrying, longing for a nice meal, longing for a nasty talk with Metal. Look out, Metal! You're just about to bump into Mr. Grimm there. I knew you would. End of chapter.